episode 112, The River of Souls, in which the sins and arrogance of the Soul Hunters catch up to them. Coming to you live from inside a glowing bowling ball, this is the name of the pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we explore the enduring cultural legacy of most of the episodes of Babylon 5. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and joining me, as always, my good friend and co-host, John Cassie. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had that exact bowling ball when uh, I, when I, we were bowling in the '90s when this episode was released. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, when you knew we were in a league, uh, and it certainly looked it looked like it. You know, I, I remember I remember kind of demonic voices coming out whenever you uh, you picked it up. Yeah. 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 Whispering. Yes. Whispers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The terrible whispers. Uh, yes. So right. we've got ourselves another TV movie. Yeah. Uh, this one directed by Janet Greek from mm-hmm. a script by J. Michael Straczynski. All strips, yeah. scripts are by, uh, by J. Michael Straczynski. But before we get to that, um, I, uh, I wanted to to raise the fact that on the Facebook group between our previous episode and this episode, mm-hmm. uh, we ran a little character versus character, humans versus aliens bracket war. Yes. And the only real surprise came at the end mm-hmm. when Susan Ivanova took so. the whole thing. Yeah, I wasn't as surprised at Ivanova winning because she's always been one of my favorites, uh, one of yours, right. and I yep. think a favorite of most people who who love the show. Uh, I I was more surprised at Jakar losing to Londo. Um, the final four was very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I I also I, I guess surprised maybe is a little strong. I thought either Jakar or Londo whoever won would win mm-hmm. of that pairing. Yeah. Yeah. And that the, that any human would just not quite be able to get there in terms of their arc. But I think that people have such a, an affection for Claudia Christian mm-hmm. and for, and for that character and that character's journey. Yeah. And the sense that it was abruptly or improperly ended. Mm. Right. And, you know, she was so good at the end yeah. as the general, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I think maybe for me, uh, I, I had expected Jakar to win mm-hmm. and then to defeat whatever human was, was yeah. advanced. So it was a little surprising to me. Yeah. Not bad, but surprising. It, I, it would have been a much tougher final match between Jakar and Ivanova, I think. Yeah, for me, probably. for me, it would have been. I don't know. I can't speak for for anybody else who voted, but yeah, that would have been a tough call. Yeah, because I did the brackets, I didn't vote. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, Jakar versus Ivanova. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, um, I probably would have gone Jakar, mm-hmm. only because the distance that character traveled from the pilot film to True. the very end was so extraordinary. True, True. and. I'm sorry, but Andreas Katsoulis is the best actor on that set. You won't get any argument from me yeah. on that one. Yeah. yeah. So I think I would have had to, I would have had to give it to him. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you know, it was great to see, uh, you know, on on each on each matchup, uh, you know, a couple of dozen of uh, uh, you know the show's fans, yeah, getting in there and talking to each other and really riffing on some of these characters, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Uh, even the ones that were the you know eighth eighth ranked yeah. sacrificial lambs. It's like, yeah, I I I know Warren Keffer's not going to win, but. Right. Everyone is. Every character is someone's favorite. So yeah. maybe that person is out there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You you could have had an entire Zothras bracket though. Right. You know. <laughs> right. That would have. Uh, you know, if you needed padding, you could have. You could have filled it out with more Zathrai. Zath. Zathray. Zath. Uh, Russes. Zathrodes. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, how, yeah. I don't how, know. How does one properly decline Zathras? Uh. Well, uh, the problem is in the language that I've actually been studying on Duolingo, Esperanto. Yes. Okay. Um, Zathras uh, would be in a, that's a verb. Oh, okay. Okay. Any word that ends in uh, A-S, that is the present indicative of the verb. Okay. So, so what would... uh, yeah, you know, yeah. me, me Zathras, I what? What I, would that be? To... I Zathras, you Zathras, he, she, it Zathras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. What would what what would Zathras be as a verb form, you know, to... Uh, uh, to what? To obsequiously help huh. while grumbling the entire time? Uh, yeah. I think I've made that an art form in my life, personally. Right. So. Is that like toadying? Uh, to solicitously help? Well, it's not that sycophantic as toadying. Mm-hmm. I think there's a I think there's a fine line in here. Yeah, toadying mm. is a bit close to groveling. Yeah, right. Whereas yeah, which is close to, to worm tonguing. It is yeah. very close to worm tonguing. It it to Zathras is like to help even when to provide it. Leaves you feeling somewhat put upon because yeah. the people you're helping really don't quite so. have their act together. Something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. does that land? Good. Well, yeah. Um, so yeah, it would be Zathro in uh, in 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 Esperanto. Uh, yeah, and the plural is Zathroy. And we're talking about Esperanto. I don't know why we're doing because this. Because we sorry. don't want to talk about River of Souls. Oh, God. Okay. I, you know what? Yeah. There's proof that even Janet Greek can't save some things. Yeah. I, I'm just going to come right out at the top here and say that I think this was my least favorite episode or piece of Babylon 5, uh, uh, you know. Uh, content? content thank you uh that that i have experienced in the entire five-year run of the of the show this would be your least favorite of all b5 stories or episodes yeah yeah this is this is definitely going to be jockeying for a spot in the in the the worst three when we do an entire yeah when we get to that final reflections episode um i I don't even know what else will be in there but this is definitely there yeah you definitely hated it uh more than more than me but anyone who's listened to the show for a long time knows that the moment you use the word soul hunter <laughs> uh, I, i'm already i'm already mm-hmm. 
significantly disposed against the concept. Yeah. Um, and Janet Greek did not save this for me. It's not the worst thing. I, I don't. I don't rank it quite the way that you do, but your ranking is entirely defensible. This yeah. was not. Look, didn't didn't we see in third space more or less a similar kind of story? Space mm-hmm. archaeologist discovers something that maybe he ought not to have. Uh, relates to it in a way that reveals that his professional training maybe came from a, uh, you know, a a school that you register for off of a matchbook <laughs> cover. Um, demonstrates not only no professional capacity but also no wisdom. Does things one ought not to do. Me- well, mayhem ensues, right? I I think that I think that's a pretty standard uh, science fiction or even. Uh, maybe just fiction in general, but particular science fiction uh, template. Yeah, that you can yeah. just kind of drop down uh, the 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 number of stories, just of of oh we found this thing let's poke it or we'll take it back and sell it or I'll open this thing it of of incredible power surely nothing will go wrong. Right, uh, right, it, right. You know it's yeah, it's it, it's so yeah. standard and you know we had a good version of that with third space. So I think that this is, uh, this suffers in comparison, even to, even to to third space that we just looked at last time, you know, let alone other iterations of the same story. Right. Right. I mean, this is sort of Pandora's box, right? I mean, it goes all the way back to the, to the dawn of storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, it, It really, I mean, the, the bottom line of this, uh, of this type of story is that archaeologists are evil. So it would seem. Yeah, yeah. They can't. They're 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 grubby little, uh, filthy, um, you know, uh, <laughs> rapacious, uh, rapacious um, gingers probably who uh, just can't keep their hands off of the shiny and have absolutely no control and will get mind controlled by it uh, right. nine times out of ten. Right. Uh, so yeah. archaeologists are basically grubby little space leprechauns. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I have the gold at the end of my rainbow, and I also need all of your gold. Thank you. Yeah, and and, oh, this gold is going to now control my brain to take your gold and and kill everyone. Yeah. 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 If not for the courage of the fearless crew who intervene and stop them. Correct. Um, There was... There was so much that one might have sort of latched onto and taken in a direction that made this, uh, you know, kind of a down the middle, Mm -hmm. just fine, kind of not my jam, right? I I mean, and again, from from my perspective, given that it's Soul Hunter content, Mm -hmm. you you would not need to have done much (laughs) to, to elevate from... From that, which I, you know, which I didn't, uh, uh, you know, didn't resonate quite mm-hmm. at all with. And you have both Ian McShane mm-hmm. and Martin Sheen. Yeah, who both right. of whom should you know, have shown that they're capable of, of turning in excellent performances. Right, you know, sure, sure. I, I think, you know, this is just before West Wing. So 
I don't know really what Martin Sheen was doing through most of the 80s and 90s, probably trying to keep Charlie out of trouble. Right, yeah, I but, don't know. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I wonder if things were a little tight in the in the 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 sheen bank account yeah um and and he was signing on to this and you know and then boom he gets his big you know his big comeback in in west wing right um i'm not familiar with ian mcshane's work prior to deadwood but i certainly know that he's been in a ton of stuff yeah yeah he's one of these guys who's in everything right Mm -hmm. um i remember him uh, most vividly before Deadwood in uh, an episode of Space 1999. Right. Where yes. he is mind-controlled by an alien probe. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We need, okay, what we need is an actor who can convey being mind-controlled by an al- by a weird alien probe. Wow. You've only yeah, got... Well, yeah. You got McShane or no one, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, that's mid-1970s, so he was, right. you know, much younger, but he basically had the same... Mm-hmm. He looks the same, you know. He had the same hairdo and all that, um, yeah. and and you know, works from the same script and acts in basically the same kind of way, you know, sort of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. ma- maniacally focused on the bowling ball. At least, right. at least in Babylon Five, they had a bowling ball. In uh-huh. Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, they really just had a, like a like lighting, like tracking oh. lighting, you know, like oh, I'm dear. watching a spotlight. <laughs> mm. You know, they had yeah, that- they had eighty six dollars for the whole show, and they spent eighty five of it on. The eagle and the moon base, right? right? And that's they right. got nothing else, you know. And that was just stock footage they used every episode over and over again. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, given yeah. that you have these two actors who are capable, mm-hmm. they ought to have been able to elevate. You know, we've said, look, you have you put good yeah. people in, and they're going to elevate the material no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I really don't think they were they were quite able to to do that. Um, yeah. Because the sort of the core premise of this episode doesn't really it doesn't really hold up it doesn't really make make all that much internal sense to me and so i you know i yeah i think it could make sense and i agree that i think you could carve a, a decent middle of the road episode out of this if it were a regular 42 minute long episode. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it starts with the archeologist and it ends with this, uh, realization that the soul hunters maybe have been uh, too aggressive in their, uh, in their pursuits and, you know, too, too colonialist, uh, yeah. you know, too imperialist in, yeah. in, in their, uh, in their their orders or their their mission to to collect these these souls. Oh, if we did this, we made this mistake with one world. Who's to say we didn't make this mistake with you know, twenty others uh, or a right. hundred others or something? Right. So, uh, I I think I think there's you know it's an interesting development in the idea of the soul hunters themselves. Yeah. Uh, and I think if you stripped out all the really objectionable stuff. By which I'm talking the entirety of the hollow brothel, uh, you know, arc within this episode. Yeah, cut that um, whole thing inclusive. Absolutely, and I think you, I think you you give some different direction to Martin Sheen, and yeah, I get that. 
you know, they don't have a lot of contact with other races, other peoples. They, it's, it's, they're weird. They're, they're supposed to come off as a little bit odd, but don't do like the bug eye thing the whole time. That just, you know, that's just undermining any kind of actual acting that you're doing here. Right. Right. You Um, can be, you can be uncanny mm -hmm. and sort of disturbing in a lot of ways. Yeah. And this way is not probably the best way. Yeah. Or the most the most mm-hmm. sort of plausible way, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if if he was a by soul hunter standards young naive, mm-hmm. the way to make him uncanny would be to make him literally childlike. Mhm. Right. Um in He's, which case, maybe you don't cast someone like Martin Sheen in that role. You actually get a younger actor, maybe to do right. that part. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. Or you get a you you get a child, yeah, right, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. That would be a little that would when we saw the Soul Hunter come on board. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, you know the Corbomite maneuver, right? You meet right. Clint Howard. Yes, you know, and and he's he's a six year old, right? And he's right. running this giant ship, right? Absurd, right? But glorious. that's what we're talking. Yeah, yeah. absurd, yeah. glorious, right? Not absurd, right, right. infuriating, right? Right, right, right. Um, and I guess I guess there's a lot that I kind of don't get. You like, go on. how, given what we knew going into this movie, mm-hmm. how could, how could it even be possible for the soul hunters who are sensing death to misread transcendence as death? Because it's, it's not yeah. death, it's something yeah. else, right? So the moment that that's introduced, I don't even get what their powers are anymore. Right. They're they're nebulously defined to begin with. Right. How exactly do you sense death? What does that exactly mean? Right. Well, you know, maybe it is simply a transformation from one energy state to another. Right. And and maybe that's close enough to some sort of ascension that it registers on whatever this weird scent the if if you're going to accept the notion <laughs> of a race who can sense death to start with then then really anything's on the table as far as i'm concerned it's like all right, right. I, I, if you're putting this out there then i'm i'm going to have to accept and move on right because you know what does that mean how does that work right which you of know, course is my problem with the soul hunter concept yeah Writ, writ large, right? Well, you know, I think Babylon 5 never shied away from doing kind of weird cosmic abilities and stuff. You know, totally. Whether they did it well all the time or not yeah. uh, is, is, a, is a different question. Things, you, you know, you've got your first ones, your Vorlons and Shadows. Right. You've got your... Lorien. You've got your... your were they the, the... Not the Geomancers. Were they the... Uh, hold on. Technomancers. The techno-mages. Techno-mages. Yeah. Right. We'll get there eventually, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So there's all sorts of, of real high weirdness going on in the galaxy 
that we I accept just, that that we don't understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Okay. Something weird like you know it, certainly I think more than Star Trek, Babylon Five was willing to embrace that kind of thing. Oh yeah. I, yeah. You know. Star, granted, you do. Ha- Star Trek has its its share of like weird omnipotent beings who like to think that they're Greek gods. Or, right, right. Uh, Apollo, you know, planets, Trelane. You know, yeah, right. yeah, all of that. Q. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there seems to be a, a, a more of a sense of of just of, of cosmic weirdness, I think, in, in B5 than in most other uh, genres. Right, and we certainly saw that in Third Space. Yeah. Right. Um, it's like, yeah. oh, it's 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 hyper weird and menacing weird. Right. right? You know, it's it's Lovecraft yeah. weird. Right. Yeah. Which always means you should not have opened that portal. Right. 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 Now, now this was weird. The 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 Ralga were weird. Were 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 threatening. I should say not weird, but threatening and menacing only because they had been mistreated. So right. That that's more of an understandable uh, threat than than the Lovecraftian horrors from beyond time and space in in third space. Right. Um, and so one that can be resolved with with kind of this negotiation. You know, more more of a social conflict resolution than right. a let's throw a nuke in it resolution. Right. Right. Um, but but still, the the resolution of this didn't really click for me. It's like, well, what exactly are they? How are they placating these people who for 10,000 years have been, like, enraged? Right. Which also sort of confused me, okay? Mm-hmm. So, if I understand what the Soul Hunters are doing, they're essentially providing the capacity for the souls of people from races that are not transcendent to for all practical purposes transcend to live forever mm-hmm. as being a pure energy right right oh right. i get to be an organian i get to be a uh, yeah. jason ironheart i get to be mm-hmm. lorian ba 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 right within their own reality of their glowy ball they you know they get this sort of unlimited you know right. ability to to shape reality right. but how can that how can that ball be limiting in any way and the soul hunters be not agents of the purest evil which jms clearly doesn't want us to see them that way Mm-hmm. He's providing yeah. these people with transcendence. The the soul hunters mm-hmm. provide transcendence. That's I, what they yeah. think. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, do they provide transcendence? Or do they provide preservation. You so have that, but if you die, if your physical form dies and your yeah. energy is captured and a lot mm-hmm. and it is has the capacity to endure, mm-hmm. how's that different from transcending? That's a great question. Right. Um, and so and so that leads me to say, well, what are the Rolgans all hacked off about? That you know they're they're yeah. they transcended. They have transcended, they're in a transcendence. Right? Now they're not they're not uh 
they're 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 not uh, uh, sp- uh, wispy energy forms going across the universe and interfering with with shipping and commerce, mm-hmm. right? Like half of the time, these energy beings, it's like you've transcended, go away, yeah, right, yeah, but but. But, well, I wonder how much control they actually have over the... I mean, we saw this, like, growing dark storm over the inside, over like, where the where the right. know, angry people were gathered. Uh, you know, right. maybe, maybe they don't have as much... As maybe. much control over the reality in there. You know, that... Or, or maybe part of actual ascension transcendence is the ability the desire the need to share the, your your higher being learning with others and they can't because they're trapped inside the bottle city of candor right and and, and i can i can get behind that but i wasn't mm. told it in the show that's uh, yeah right so i, I don't no. get it right yeah. now yeah. take take the next thing that confused me about mm-hmm. all of this are you really telling me that the soul hunters would capture they were so drawn to Ralga that they would hoover up the entire species and put them in an energy orb mm-hmm. and never interact with them you make these galleries for whispering and your uh-huh. philosophy is only souls may communicate with other souls is that how that works because i don't understand that either well right why are you doing it i understand they're called yeah. soul hunters but right. is this just end stage capitalism but but with with the soul our purpose yeah. is to collect things mm-hmm. why for the purpose of collecting them I think right. that's is that really what it. it is? Yeah, yeah. You know, you buy the action figure. You oh. never take it out of the blister. <laughs> right. You know, you buy the, this is the mid-90s. You buy the foil-covered comic book, and you never take it out of the Mylar you know, sleeve because it'll degrade in value. Don't even look at it. Don't even put it where light can damage it. Tuck it away somewhere. Well, I, I mean, look, then I, I have to withdraw my previous statement <laughs> that I didn't like this episode. I think that it's a... It's the most uh, uh, powerful critique of, <laughs> of of end capitalism I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Everything I mean, that they do and stand for, <laughs> with regard to everyone else, mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me when mm-hmm. we see it from the context of what they did to Ralga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't get. I don't get it. Yeah, when they talk about you know a, a musician or a, a poet or something, you preserve this so that so that it's not lost. Well, you know, w- to what end? Right. But, if you, know. you put it in a soul prison, mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. Right. Are Are you planning to use it at some point to create more of this music? Create more of this poetry? Uh, you know, to 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 let the Ralga civilization continue in some way? Well, apparently not. Apparently Maybe they do. Not. Maybe there's some kind of uh, some kind of end goal that JMS had in mind for these folks, but uh, right, yeah. And if not. the Ralgans were like within minutes of transcendence, and they're captured, 
they couldn't put their collective intellect together to figure out how to at least communicate with the soul hunters to say you done screwed the pooch on this one guys we're not dead yeah right yeah let alone breaking out i cannot okay fine they can't break out fine i get that right Uh um maybe couldn't they whisper to the other souls couldn't they do something to I don't know. And, and, they, and this is where this leads me yeah. into. Maybe know. they psychically led Ian McShane to the chamber, you know, to to break to break them out. Maybe. Uh, who knows? Who uh, knows? Right. There, there are a lot of unanswered questions. I think. I think this this episode, this movie, leaves more questions unsatisfactorily on the table than it resolves. Right. Which sometimes is okay. You know, I I, I like media that does not resolve all of its questions right uh, twin peaks great sure yeah correct super but uh, in in twin peaks and in other examples like mm-hmm. this the questions that are left unanswered are themselves intriguing or satisfying yeah they point to aspects of the mythos that we know exist but that we just don't have access to fine i can mm-hmm. accept that right the second part is that the questions that have been answered have been answered in a satisfactory way. Mm-hmm. So what we don't have, we want. And what we did get feels satisfying. In this mm-hmm. case, I don't know that I want the answers to what I don't know. Because yeah. the answers to what I've been told, to me, don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, which is a frustrating place to be. Right. Yeah. And you, they even leave, they leave on the table a question. It's raised, I think, a couple of times in the episode that they never get around to addressing. And I, I, I wish that they had maybe focused more on this is the, you know, the distinction between souls and memories. Yeah. You know, what, what, what exactly is captured in that ball? Is it actually the souls of the Ralgans and right. the, the billions of others they've collected over the over the millennia? Right. Um, in which case, if it were the souls, then then they yeah they they should have this ascendant power within them i think so think. but if it's just memories if it's just you know kind of like engrams a tape of their experiences right does that have that same kind of ascension ascendancy potential and 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 is there a difference between them right and where i thought they were going at a probably about halfway through this this movie i thought that they were going to tie in the whole hollow technology thing right and put the these memories these souls of the ralgans into holograms yeah and and kind of have them you know that that's how they're going to live now and and therefore explore the the question of are these just programs are they memories or Mm -hmm. is there actually something deeper in a soul and then it veered off into this whole weird uncomfortable other place i mean it was already uncomfortable but it right into like super gross yeah yeah Uh, exactly so yeah i yeah you know unsatisfying right this is you have to have enormous respect for jms and his capacity Mm -hmm. to just write you know volumes right mm-hmm. 
but I'm I'm inclined to think that maybe sometimes other people taking a stab, right? I want a Soul Hunter movie, and it involves a, ra- a race that was just about to transcend, and it didn't happen mm-hmm. because the Soul Hunters captured them. That's the movie, okay? And yeah. I want you to someone else, Joe Schmo, write it. Yeah. Okay. Um, that for the audience, not for him, because, you know, he wants to do his own thing. I get it. You want to tell your own stories? Knock yourself out, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And some of them are going to land and some of them won't. I get that. He gets that. It's fine, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I think that when you're you're working under those tight deadlines and you're just pushing yourself, Mm. you know, sometimes it just doesn't, yeah. You haven't given the story enough time in your head to make sense. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out and you're happy that it's done, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think that's where yeah. I am. Yeah. You know, whether it's someone else to write the, the story, to write the script based on the story, right. or whether it's someone who can who can give it a second eye and say... Is this really where you want to go with this or this? You need to tie this up better. You know, he needed he I think that that JMS really needed, especially toward the end, that person standing next to the emperor whispering, you are mortal. You know, needed someone to to, to check or say no in some places. Yeah. Um, Uh, And yeah, and it just wasn't it, it wasn't there because that's not the kind of show that that he was making. And right. You know, sometimes sometimes, you know. I would say on balance it comes out great. Um, yep. but then, but then you get just a complete swing and a miss like this for me. Yep. Now, having said that it wasn't a total miss. I thought further proof that Tracy Scoggins is captain Lockley should have gotten more time in season five. Okay. Yes. Right. Agreed. She was, she was yep. good. Yes. Uh, I thought nice to have Michael Garibaldi back. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and I thought his, work with her was some of the best stuff in the in the in the movie yeah you know i think once they once they kind of got over their initial distrust of each other uh as characters they they established a a good connection mm-hmm. um you know I, I think i had said before we started recording the the one maybe the one thing that i actually liked in river of souls was you know, the, the fir- one of the first things Lockley says is still sober. She's checking in on him. Yep. You know, they've got that relationship. And right. And that right. was good. I liked that. I kind of wish that the trajectory of the Corwin character was not towards sort of comic relief and farce. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, he's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't know. At my own, my own tendency to, uh, you know, to not like that kind of flippancy is, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, yeah. The, the but, love bat was stupid and pointless and it was just, it, it was cringy, but it, it, there was so much else, so much more cringy in this episode that, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where the heck did the, the Babylon 5 universe get hologram technology at this level? You know, right. that's without even looking at the subject matter itself. Uh, right. You know, there's been no evidence of, of 
this level of hologram technology. And by the way, JMS, you know, there's enough comparisons to the competition as it is. Don't go introducing hollow suite episodes into your into your world. You don't need to go there. Right, right, because so. uh, right because that's what Quark is running. Yeah, at yeah, uh, yeah at DS Nine. Um, okay. Quark far more charismatic than this fellow. Right. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, are you going to IMDb corner me? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then I will say nothing. Um, yeah. 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 I don't. I don't. Jeez. You know. Should my, I get it out of the way now? No. 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 Okay. Um, my um, my firm hope is that uh, the very the very now we have two episodes of this program to go. We've got Lost Tales, and yep. then our sort of final final wrap up reflections. Okay. Yes. And Lost Tales is the very last thing that was made. Yeah. In the Babylon Five universe until now, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it you know it was two thousand eight. The latest thing made. Yeah, quite yeah. late. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to to that to see mm-hmm. where we leave the universe, right? Yeah, you know, just like um, you know when uh, when Star Trek Picard incorporated Nemesis, uh, you know, it, it was clearly mm-hmm. like that movie happened. Mm-hmm. This bit from the Abrams Kelvin verse, you know, the Romulus destruction yeah. thing happened. Nothing else, but th- th- that mm-hmm. happened, right? I'm gonna. We're gonna incorporate it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, my, my my point has always been, boy, I'd love to see Babylon Six, right? Yeah, right. Well, and you could build it right in the universe. You you only need to change some things, right? You mm-hmm. know, the the Crusade finds a new threat, and the the Interstellar Alliance builds builds this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe it's a generation craft. Maybe it's actually a, a ship and not a station. Or blah 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 blah. Right. Right. But it's going to come from Lost Tales. Yeah. Uh, my hope is that those three sort of telenovelas, mm-hmm. right, um, serve as a jumping-off potential mm-hmm. in a way that this movie just can't. It's so standalone. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, we've got ten years of of real time between this and. Lost Tales, you know, and and I think Lost Tales was was supposed to be the start of kind of a new ongoing anthology. Uh, I think it was that was its intention. Uh, I you know to I be think honest, so. I, yeah, I didn't even I wasn't even aware of it when it when it came out in two thousand eight. I don't think it hit my radar at all. Um, so and and that, that that's kind of surprising. I would have thought that that I would have been all over it. Um, yeah, I so, I was not aware of it. Yeah, had I so, been, I would have totally been all over it. Same. Yeah, yeah. So it's in, it'll be interesting to see kind of uh, how JMS's vision changed over those intervening ten years uh, with working on other projects, with doing other stuff, um, and and coming coming back into the into the universe again. Yeah, which was right. which would have been a sort of a setup for for ongoing stuff. Yeah. All right, so so let's IMDb corner this and be done. All right, this will be this will be a quickie. Go. So the fellow that's running the Hollow Brothel, uh, the actor's name is Joel Brooks. Yes, Joel Brooks. Uh, ton ton of stuff. Alamarain. That's where I was going. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. I First saw that. Chap. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> people people bitch and moan about Move Along Home. 
the episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine in this stupid game, right? Mm-hmm. And, oh, boy, the worst episode of DS9 ever. One of the five worst episodes of sci-fi television ever made. La, la, la. I like it. If it were in the original Star Trek, it would be perfectly fine. It would fit in fine with... Totally. With the original Kirk, you know, series. Totally. You could see it. 100%. Along with the whole bow, wow, 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 wow sound effect and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. silly. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous, but it's nice to put Quark in extremis at all times. Mm-hmm. And it certainly does. And uh, I think calling it the... I mean, DS9 does not have a a large basket of terrible episodes in all fairness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. a, as trek goes a relatively small basket of truly yeah. terrible episodes mm-hmm. and i think there's at least five ten below it in my estimation um mm-hmm. and that's to say nothing i mean you criticize this episode i'm not interested until you have until you have uh uh excoriated the entirety of season one of Star Trek The Next Generation inclusive, right? Yeah. That and was... pretty much the better part of Babylon 5 Season 1, which did not really rise to what its transcendent levels was going to get there, right? Right, right. But, yeah, Joel, Bro- Joel Brooks. Yep, Joel yeah. Brooks. Yeah. And, you know, and we had Stuart Pankin, in here, who... Honestly, I just can't stand. So as soon as he that's came the on, lawyer? He, was the law- he was the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. No, no. Right. It was just, yeah. Right. So this was a star-studded episode. Yeah. And, you know, you know sometimes, you know, it just doesn't land. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got uh, Lost Tales coming up, and I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so we'll be back in about a month with that. In the meantime, uh, folks, please... You know, check out the uh, the Facebook page. Who knows? We might do something spontaneous and fun there again in the next month. You Who knows? Know. Yeah, and we will uh, we'll talk to you again in a month. Can't wait. All right. Okay, man. Bye. Bye.